Jason Fury. Yep. Did you know that in Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi, James Earl Jones did, though he appears to have been in the show, uh, did not actually record any dialogue as Darth oh, Vader. God. What do you mean, oh God? This is what I was going to tell you. Huh. So yeah, I know we where you're going with this. This is this is the did you know that I came up with. Damn. I'll let you go. Well, I'll let you continue. Okay, okay. You, um, get to, you get to tell the audience the fun, cool facts. The fun, cool facts. I'll try well, and think of one. In, while you're explaining it, I'll tune you out and try and think of one. All right, yeah, tune me out because you already know where this is going. Well, okay. a company called Respeecher used... Uh, uh, artificial intelligence to mimic James Earl Jones's voice and create an ideal perfect version and um, it's the same technology that they used in uh, Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian uh, for Luke, Luke Skywalker for young yeah. Luke yeah I knew all that Adam yeah figure you did after you said I knew, you did I knew it all <laughs> yeah you knew I knew it all because I told you. I interrupted you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Adam Roth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that... Click, 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 click. <laughs> the, the bounty hunter that got shot in the alleyway was not Forlom. <laughs> No um, shit. The holster that Obi-Wan gave Princess Leia, which is a very odd gift, by the way, was mm. uh, featured in the Princess Leia comic book miniseries. She's rocking it, and there's a cool toy coming out soon based off that version of Leia. I'll be damned. I did not know that, Jason. Was she wearing that holster in any of the movies or anything? I don't think so. Okay, so that might be a nod to the Marvel comic book series because I do know they did, you know, they do ongoing comic book series where it's like Star Wars or Darth Vader or the Bounty Hunters and they have them just like whatever, new new adventure every month. But they did these like a ton of one, or one-offs. They're like five-issue miniseries and they did uh, series? I don't know. Um, they did a Princess Leia one where she's wearing that same gun holster and uh, hmm. it's pretty cool and Star Wars Black has a cool toy line where they're like comic book inspired ones and they're in cool like cardboardy box that you open up and it's got like art from the comics wrapping it and uh, mm-hmm. and the novels but uh, um, the Princess Leia one's coming out soon and she is rocking that holster so it gives kind of new meaning to that it's pretty cool that's cool. Yeah, I did. I did. I didn't know that. I, I was. I was wondering what the significance was, mm-hmm. um, other than just a gift from Obi Wan. Yeah, I thought she might have been wearing it on like Hoth or something. That, but I rewatched all the Star Wars movies recently, and I'm like, I do not remember her wearing that. Um, but I know for sure it's in the comic books. So I'm gonna guess that that's the same holster. It looked. It looked pretty much identical. So I think it was kind of cool, and it was. She was rocking like a white outfit in the comic book as she was at the end of this series. So it was kind of like that was kind of their thing. They kept dressing her up like as what she, 
Like she just never changes her style for 25 years. Princess Leia in white? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> no, like, you know what I mean? In the show, they had like her Endor kind of thing going on. They right. Had I, no, I princess. Know. I, yeah. This one was like white, not this, not the one from A New Hope. It was like she had like a cape, and it was kind of like more adventure, kind of inspired by Padme's outfit in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. Minus the scratch and the nips. Scratch and the nips. Yep. Yes. Well, all right. So, okay, well, there we go. A little train wreck of a did you know? No, I mean, you know what you uh, you got us back on track, Jason. We, we recovered. It could have. It, it could all be wrong too. What I just said might not be true. Uh, well, it's it's a uh, a catalyst for research. <laughs> That's a stupid sentence. What? It's a catalyst I, no, it makes for me research. Yeah, it makes me want to know where where the holster is. You have to what add the holster... in a couple like, mm, it's a catalyst. <laughs> you gotta it... make some mm sounds. Mm, it's a catalyst. Well, that's Jeff Goldblum. No, it's not. That's just full bloom. No, you're in bloom. I'm, I can live with that. Look, uh, <laughs> we 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 had we had two episodes to assess the series. Huh? We had two episodes. We had so our first our first Obi Wan episode that we did Obi Wan right. centered, right? Where where we basically covered the two the the two part uh, premiere. Right. So this is a six episode limited series from Disney Plus chronicling the life and times of Obi-Wan Kenobi and kind of Darth Vader in betwixt A New Hope and uh, Revenge of the Sith so but it's still 10 years after A New or uh, Revenge of the Sith right about 10 years supposedly yeah leia's 10 ish luke's 10 ish i guess so that makes sense that's kind of odd that these big moments are happening a decade later like as if they weren't in the galaxy i don't know it's kind of funky to me that there's a 10 year gap between the two movies but we'll get into that but anyway yeah we, we covered episode one and two already episode one was kind of the tatooine focused uh episode focusing on or introducing leia the Inquisitors searching for Jedi, Owen and Obi-Wan grumbling. And then episode two was that planet. I think it was called Dayu. It was kind of like a neon-soaked planet um, rescue mission. I think Flea was in it, which is stupid. Um, that was episode two? Yeah, that was... A, we, remember we talked about Flea in the... He was, he was episode uh, two. They, yeah. I just wasn't sure if that was the first episode or not. I, it's, I think he was in so, the first and second episode. Okay. Please stick around, dude. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just leave? Yeah, it sounded like it, too. There's, like, a party going on outside, um, so I'm just, like, trying to peek out the window and give it, a, like, a little sniff, see what's going on. So if you hear any ambient noise in the background, it's a, it's a party that You're... I can't control. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Um, so I'm so curious to know, Jason. Um, what did you think about where this went? After episode two? After episode two. Well, I think it's a complicated answer. Um, I think we need to kind of probably go episode to episode. But I think before we do that, maybe revisit kind of our... Because we kind of had... it. It's Star Wars, and these are legacy characters. We're talking Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, two of the most iconic characters in the entire franchise. So there's a lot of, I think it happened this way, or I think it happened that way. Or in some cases, it actually did happen, like in the... In the novels, like they covered this period of time for both Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi uh, several times over. So, like, there's already this, it's kind of unfolded already in books. But since Disney hit reset, we kind of have a new clean slate. So we're kind of like, how how are they going to do this? Should they do this? Like, what's going on? Um, but briefly. I was all for it. Like, I'm down with it. I think it's cool to bridge the, the gap between these two trilogies. And I, and Ewan McGregor's awesome as Obi-Wan, so I was more than happy. Uh, Vader's one of the most badass characters in cinematic history, so I was happy to get more screen time with him. Um, so I, I was pretty hopeful for it. So I, I kind of went into this excited, um, but a little... Uh, after episode one and two, my expectations kind of check themselves because it wasn't super fantastic quite 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 yet at that point i wasn't kind of i was kind of like okay i kind of see where this is going and it's it's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about you yeah i thought it was okay at the outset um it definitely with with bringing leia in there i thought was kind of a weird move um, like they're besties. Yeah, I thought that it just felt weird right off the bat. But I think knowing knowing that she was in it, it was like okay, she's going to be here. She's going to be here for the until the end. Um, she was, which she was. And um, I think the only the only thing that felt weird at first that I guess sort of resolved itself. In, by the end of this of the six episodes was was the Riva character um, right. you know sort of the revealing what the what the the deal was which is you kind of kind of had a kind of had an inclination of anyways um, right. well let's go but let's go by episode here because i think there was some plot twists that kind of came and went but so if you want to hear more of what we think about episode one and two you can catch our past episode which is a few episodes back where we talked just about those two episodes but then in episode three we kind of you know at the end of episode two we get revealed that vader like wakes up in his back to tank and obi-wan knows he's anakin and he's out there and episode three, we go to this mining planet, and we get m- more Reza, uh, uh, tons of screen time with Reza, and then we actually get the Obi Wan versus Darth Vader round Reza. one. They... Oh, Reva. What did I say, Reza? Reza. Oh my God! I think I was playing that game Rez. 
a few weeks ago, and that's why I slipped. That was a Freudian slip, Adam. Freudian, genuine Freudian slip. It's all right, Jason. It's a dumb, nerdy Freudian slip, though. It's not even cool or, like, sexual. It's just about a game I feel like I should be playing right now. Reza. No, it's just the game's just called Rez, so I think that's that might be why. Or maybe I'm just a fool. And Riz Ahmed was in Star Wars, so... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Riz Ahmed. Bukulit. Um. <laughs> don't look it in the eye. <laughs> I don't know. It knows, that's the, not it knows the truth. <laughs> it feeds on your knowledge. <laughs> Is that what it's he says? It's good stuff. I don't know. It's good stuff. It knows the truth. Wear a blindfold so you can see. <laughs> it was good. I don't know. I don't know. It was um, good. Okay. In hindsight, in hi- hindsight, it was good. In hindsight, it's a great character. Yeah, I love it. Love a good Forrest Whitaker and Star Wars character. It's great. Um, Reva. So yeah, Reva. They they keep revving her up. Um, focal point. This is very a uh, lot of female leads in this show. We got Reva. We got. Leia and we got um, Tala. That, Tala was at the the backstabbing um, Empire Imperial woman. Imperial yeah. woman, yeah, yeah. So they took they took center stage quite a bit in a show called Obi Wan Kenobi. No problem with the representation or anything like that, but it was just kind of a, a curveball that I didn't expect there to be that much uh, side characters getting focused. This this should have, in my opinion, been strictly a character study on the state of Obi-Wan, which they kind of hinted at in some of the first episodes, but then totally ditched it. He just kind of had a few nightmares and went like, and then then they moved on. Yeah, they totally ditched the... uh, Was it in the first... Okay, which episode when... Okay, yeah, they go to the mining planet with with Zach Braff's little like... like, Weird nosed alien, yeah, Trumper Trumper alien. He's, he's wearing like the Make America Great Again banner on the back of his truck, right? Right. Even though it was the Empire. Oh wow, that's not obvious. <laughs> Basically, yeah. it's like uh, your enemy is just the nice neighbor in plain sight. Be careful. That was that was okay. You know, let me give kind you of a, a ride. He's like, but I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't. I didn't hate all that. That was at least a a moment, you know, of like... It was entertaining. uh, We got like a a tour of the landscape and seeing Obi-Wan hitching a ride on a truck. It's pretty funny with some hick alien. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Um, It's cool. It's Star Wars-y. Okay, so that that was that episode. Well, but Um, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fought. That's kind of a big deal. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fought. That is a huge deal. But yeah, was that the one a... where, where he... Where, okay, so he sees... You're so confused. How old are we? We're like 80. We're like, which one was that? <laughs> it's like. Well, it was six episodes. It's true. But episode three, yeah, they had their first confrontation. Okay, but is is that the one where he saw like a mirage of, of Anakin, like unburnt Anakin? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The so they, they kind of dropped... But then later... Yeah, they totally dropped that. I thought that they were going to keep flashing to like you know like the the ghost of Anakin like that. 
No, they, it went straight they, from the ghost of Anakin to Vader right there in his face. Right, right. And the fight was pretty not great. Um, oh, it, it was. It was. Not only was it not great, it kind of. It's like, I. It, it obviously changes the fact that they have encountered each other ever since Mustafar. Since well, we knew that was coming though. They said Deborah Chow was like, "That's going to be the rematch of a lifetime." So okay, so I so it's once, but it's not just once. Well, I thought I was like, "Man, is that was that the 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 duel of the lifetime?" Is like, is that what she was referring to? Like, this is the big, this is the big battle between like because that was pretty lame. It was basically. It felt, felt very they were cheap. just tapping at each other and then Vader throws a bunch of fire on the ground and then belly flops Obi-Wan right into it as you know like payback for Mustafar or something but he's just kind of toying with him and then Obi-Wan's getting all burnt up and then a bigger flame comes out of nowhere when that character tries to rescue him and that's enough to deter the force and Vader or Vader just let them go purposefully just fucking with them it was very confusing and then like the slowest fucking robot in the galaxy picks him up and walks away very slowly while Vader's just like watching him like it probably took if the camera didn't stop it probably took that robot like 12 minutes to get away like did Vader just watch the whole time right like what the hell you can rip ships out of the sky you can dodge laser bolts with your hand but you can't get through some fire it was weird it was there was there was, was a weird. lot of there was a lot of that kind of stuff on this show just poor just poor writing poor understanding of the characters poor understanding of the force kind of a, a, a wasted opportunity at, at an epic confrontation it was just kind of the motives were confusing the revelation of him still being there like him realizing he was Anakin was not really inspired it, it, it was just they just kept kind of missing over and over and over again it was just like miss 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 but the but the ball was set up every time you know it's like this is a layup shot you can do this but it was still just getting flubbed by episode three I was kind of like this this isn't going the way I want it to go right uh, uh, yeah anyway I don't know I, what do you got I was I, w- I wasn't I wasn't completely sure it was going like I okay so episode episode three episode four is that the fortress the Inquis- inquisitoris whatever that's called the stronghold fortress Inquis- the fortress Which, inquisitoris might I add I know you're not a video game player but I spent quite a bit of time in that fortress in uh, the Jedi uh, the latest uh, Star Wars Jedi video game. Cal Kestis, you you actually well, go fallen, into that fortress. Fallen Jedi. Fallen Jedi, yeah. It's actually you're in that fortress quite a bit, and you actually have a confrontation with Vader in that fortress with water pouring out. It's pretty epic. It's pretty fucking cool. So it it was cool to see that fortress again. Um, stronghold, whatever you want. Yeah, I thought it was a cool, pretty kind of a cool environment, I guess. Um, well, we always I see like... these things, but we don't go in them. It's like, you know, even Vader's castle, like, they're so cool, like, landscape-wise, but then you don't, like, explore it. 
but uh, they went in into this stronghold, and you got to see quite a bit of its hallways. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool environment, but all of the all of the things like the whole was it tall was that the one where Tala like does does the does the like I'm going to speak to your manager speech with with the imperial officer I think so this one was the shortest episode it wasn't that long it felt kind of like nothing really happened um like Reva was about to get killed by Vader for failing him but then she's like but I put a tracker on him he's like oh okay you're cool um so I don't know it was kind of a short man episode overall there wasn't you know him like holding the glass so the water wouldn't come through was kind of cool but then was, that woman yelling at Tala being like run it's like no shit like what am I gonna do just stand here I hate it when people do that there's like <laughs> tons of things like behind somebody or like the water's about to burst and then somebody's like run I was like what the fuck do you think I'm gonna do it's like come on they gotta I say they gotta say something they gotta make him say something I guess what should they say? Uh, yeah, they can't just be like gulp. <laughs> like, <laughs> I they don't have to say shit. No, I, that's I, my I, point. Keep your mouth Ray! shut. <laughs> right. Watch out behind you. It's like yeah, no. It's like yeah, I get it. Yeah, I uh, maybe Jurassic Park. I, it makes sense when like the raptors are coming because the guy has knowledge of how raptors hunt, so he can be you know. Or, like, she learns, so she's like, Ryan, I know what's happening. But when it's just straight up water from an ocean behind you, you don't need to yell, run. You need to shut the fuck up and just run yourself. Well, he was holding, he was using the force to hold the, the water out. Run! Ray! <laughs> Ray! <laughs> Why are you yelling my name so much? Um... I, a lot of it felt just very small stakes, and I mean, obviously they were they were trying to get get uh, you know keep keep Leia safe. <laughs> She's got to make it to a new hope. She's got to make it to a new hope. But we we I mean, there is the unfortunate thing with prequels where we kind of know it ends. Well, so true. I mean. I didn't think anybody's life was at stake. That's unless, except for these B B characters that are just kind of here for the ride. They could all die. But if if every single character that was introduced in this show for the first time died, who cares? What about um, O'Shea Jackson's character? Who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> he had his own poster, though. Poster. Yeah. Oh, promo piece? Yeah, he had his own poster. Well, okay. Is he a big character? They kept saying <laughs> there's like, they kept alluding to him being some, like, have a bigger role in the universe. But I, as far as I can tell, I don't know what that is. I think they were trying to make him into a. a, a they're always trying to, like, they, they want to make, you know, they want to make the, the characters into things. I get it. I get the, like, the, you know, Star Wars has a history of characters that never even utter utter a line and become, you know, fan favorites. 
Right. Um, well, so I understand this guy's character that. is going to be a fan favorite. Are you kidding me? What did he but do? It, but it's just, his it's speech just, was yeah. so lame. He was just like, I, I, there's nothing I we can do. We can't help you. I don't know what you're doing here. you got to help. And then he's like basically turning everything down. But then within, I shit you not, 15 seconds, he's he like pauses for a moment. He like takes one breath. He's just like, <gasps> and then his next line is, whatever you need you got me or something you know he's like i got you and it's like wait what what is who are you are you even talking to anybody or are you just talking to yourself like what what is this bullshit <laughs> he's just like we can't do it you, you can't do it you have to do this and do that i, I can't do it <laughs> but if you need me i'm there it's like, well, well wait i was so confused like if you would have like itched your head and like turned your head or blinked you would have missed like what the fuck just happened in five seconds? How did you flip like that so quick? Um, what was his character's name? O'Shea Jackson. Uh, not quite. No, because it doesn't matter. It's a stupid character. <laughs> and then we got we got we got Haja, we got Kumail Nanjali's Haja, who's basically playing himself. See, he's just—he's just like a schmarmy, funny jokester guy who Obi Wan knows you can trust him. He'll get through to him. He'll get through that film of sarcasm. Stupid, pointless character. Oh, his character's name is Rocket. <laughs> that makes him even stupider. I don't know. It's a pointless <laughs> I mean... character. What did he add to the mythos of Star Wars? What did, like. <laughs> I... Well, What's you can you can What's kind of point? you can you can kind of ask that question about a lot of this series, unfortunately. Right. Um, it it kind of you you ask the you know uh, objectively speaking, the prospect of Obi Wan's adventures between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope could be anything. And yeah, yeah, this is this is this is what they chose to carve out, and it's. They had after so the first, much opportunity. After the first, <laughs> after the first two episodes, it was like, okay, this could, you know, the, they could bring back some characters. You know, the emperor gets involved, uh, Qui Gon gets involved, some somebody gets involved, and or and new Yoda's characters got, still out there too. Yoda, like at the end God, of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda's saying like we we have unfinished business with Qui Gon. Basically, why not follow that lead? I guess it's just a shame that there's so many throwaway characters, uh, pointless characters, and, pointless fucking characters. And it's just it's just you throw you know character actors in there, and they stand around. And they wear Star Warsy clothes. A lot of humans in this also, show, by the also way. Known as, also known as costumes. You ever notice? Um, did you notice how many humans were in this show? There was like barely any alien life forms in this show. It was just buses right. and buses full of human, just just human fodder. Body, yeah, it was very human centric. Yeah, came, I mean, including of course, Ro there's broken. Right, okay. But it's like, there were a few, like, aliens, but they're all very humanoid-looking. Like, the guy in the car we were talking about, and just, like, I don't know. But where's the weird shit? Like, I don't know. You go into a cantina or something, it's just bristling with cool aliens, you know? 
but then you in this series it's just a bunch of humans it felt it felt sort of on the cheaper end of star wars shows in that regard right yeah, give me some just throw in a few aliens come on use some of that disney money for god's sake it was very human how much money is disney's making billions off these shows put in a fucking alien i mean even th- even think about something think with about... like something that looks like a big bug or something anything it doesn't even have to be creative it just has to be an alien <laughs> just think not about... a bunch of dirty humans think about how how much how much bigger by comparison book of boba fett felt well yeah they spent all their money on that rancor trashing up tatooine like the bikers Ma- all their money's going into mandalorian yeah yeah i mean mandalorian is high production values yeah you can tell like they're going to some crazy planets with some crazy aliens with awesome ships really cool special effects full cg kind of main characters like ig11 and uh, stuff like that like the nick nolte's character cool practical effect kind of stuff riding weird creatures like that's how you do star wars how is it all right the Mandalorian is doing Star Wars better than anything featuring all these characters from Star Wars. Like, well, to me, I it's, think be- I th- it's the top, it's the it's the prime example of the best that Star Wars TV has to offer, and it's still that. I mean, it's just blows my mind. Well, I think because they've just the characters have sort of said their piece already, and they're trying to just sort of squeeze out and wring out any kind of more Star Wars content. And these are just not the people that are supposed to be writing this stuff. Right. Um, unfortunately. Um, right, right. And it's not to say that there aren't, isn't some talent in there. I think like Andrew Stanton, I kept saying his, seeing his name pop up in the credits there. Yeah. Andrew, uh, you know, Wally, the uh, Pixar guy. Yeah. Uh, John Carter of Mars. Um, that movie's underrated. Yeah, it's not horrible. Those books are um, cool, and I mean they're dated for sure, like um, culturally, politically, whatever. But that Disney movie is pretty awesome as far as hardcore sci-fi goes. Yeah, it just bombed, bombed hard. It totally bombed. I don't get it. What? Why? I don't know. That had that movie had kind of everything it tried to do. It I thought it achieved. Whether you liked it or not, it's like fine. But I think. What it, I mean, that that's just some cool stuff. If you get Disney focused, like people should have let Disney know that's kind of we want more stuff like that, you know. Um. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was just unfortunate timing, perhaps. But mm-hmm. in any case, Avatar. There, it's like it, Green Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but the but Princess of Mars stuff—that—that's been around since like the 1800s or some shit. It, it did it first. Avatar's borrowing from it, if anything. Oh yeah, but just because it did it first, cinematically. I mean, do, right, cinematically speaking. Yeah. Um, but and it, there's there's talented people involved in it. I just I just think that, you know, you 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 asked about why, you know, the Mandalorian, which is which is largely new characters. Because it's Works. the Favreau Filoni combo. And who is who is who is this show running Kenobi? Was this Deborah Chow? Yeah, who did like a guest episode on Mandalorian or something? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it was really, it was, it was really largely Reva's story. You know, it was, she was a big chunk of it. And Leia. Uh, and Tala. Reva, Leia, and Tala. What did Tala I say? Tala to a to, to... I said Reva you that said, time, didn't I? You did. You said Reva. You didn't say, okay. yeah. Is it Reva? Um, <laughs> Reva McIntyre? Reva McIntyre. Um, I think I saw a, a funny a funny meme. It was like, I don't know if she, if the actress was was talking about that she wanted to spin off. Her fans were saying it, but then the the meme said like, like Reva, this is, the Obi Wan Kenobi series is your spin off. Yeah, uh, you got it. It's already. Yeah. Ha- hey, were you fucking with me? Is there really a Reva spin off? I, I I just it was just some meme image I saw. Oh, okay. You weren't like scooping me or anything. No, 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 no. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if the, so I many Star Wars I don't know shows. The, yeah, there's like 17 Star Wars shows, and they keep announcing them. So if I actually believe, I believed you. I thought that was like true. I just didn't. I haven't been on the internet that I much think that lately. Could, could be spam. I think it was like fan wish, you know, fan speculation kind of. I mean, it's set up to be. Um, a spinoff for sure. The, uh, I mean, it's just another, so are we on to episode five yet? Yeah. Okay. So episode four was kind of inquisitor stronghold short, um, kind of man. And then this one started with the flashback where we got to see Obi-Wan and Anakin kind of dueling in Coruscant. Coruscant. What do you call it? Karuskin. Karuskin. I mean, is that like technically how you pronounce it, but everyone says Coruscant? Or is that just me? I don't I don't know. I can never tell what I think it's Cor I think it's I think it's Coruscant. I think it's Coruscant. Right. Coruscant. That's how they say it in the prequels. Welcome to Coruscant. I just remember little little Anakin. The whole planet's uh, a city. Who the said whole planet, that? The whole planet's one big city. <laughs> Welcome to Coruscant. It is a. Uh, it is quite the bustling metropolis. Coruscant is like one big city. I don't know that guy, that like balding guy that was a pilot. He's kind of badass. That he never got any kind of screen time after that. Who Rick Rick Oli Rick Olie? Yeah. Ralph Brown's character. Yeah, I really want to see more of that, that little, character. That little droid did it. That little droid did it. <laughs> that yeah, guy. we saw it. Run! Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, so episode five. So the, I hate these headlines. I hate it when people watch a Disney Plus show really quick. And then they start writing about it within, like, minutes. Like, they don't digest the content anymore. They just want to be the first to scoop it. So they'll just be like, the headline will be like, Finally, the reason Hayden Christensen's back makes perfect sense. This is epic. You know, like trying to Wait. scoop the world. Did you what? actually see this article? Yeah, there were, like, headlines talking about how, like, this is finally, finally... It's revealed like why Hayden Christensen's truly back, and it it shines, and it's just like that was just a really short 
kind of not interesting flashback. It was cool to see the characters again as they kind of were, but you know, I could just watch all of Attack of the Clones or, you know, and get all of that, but everybody hated Attack of the Clones, so what the fuck are they all excited about now? I liked all those prequel movies, but then I, you get all these douchebags talking about, yeah, this is this feels so good, they, they're back, baby, but it's like from an era that they totally just shit all over for like two decades. Well, because these these shows are are beholden to that those uh, that era. You know, I this, get it. This, like I'm this, for this, it. Like I love like I'm shameless. You know me. I love the prequels. I enjoy all three of the prequels quite a bit, but and I'm excited to see that scene for sure, but then just having I don't know. It's I'm not saying I don't know these writers, but it was just it's just kind of this funky like it's like if you don't invite someone to a party for like 10 years and then you finally invite them and you're just like, so glad you could finally make it. It's just like, why? You don't, you've just been ragging on this actor for years and years and years and now you're all excited about it. It's frustrating. I I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad people are excited to see Hayden Christensen as Anakin, even though those same people probably have been making fun of him for years. Yeah, it's interesting to see the love come back around. Uh, I mean, the younger generation—I'll give them credit. Like the people that weren't writing, you know, the all the sixteen-year-olds and below that were actually enjoying these movies when they were in theaters. You know, like they're older now, so they can be like, "Hey, I actually like those movies." And I thought—I mean, you know, I, 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 for me, Attack of the Clones is one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. But you even most, most people, yeah. even even knowing that, that flashback was probably one of a few of the highlights of this show, of this entire show. <laughs> right. I mean, it felt totally uh, like. I mean, it was a great flashback, like prequely kind of vibe. Even the kind of green screen treatment, like it kind of worked because it, since the effects aren't that great in the show, um, it kind of made sense because they were kind of matching something we saw a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Inadvertently, well, you thought it did look great. Well, I mean, the cor- did you think the Coruscant looked fantastic or anything? They they didn't move for a reason. They didn't really. They did one pan, like they did one establishing shot, and then just a bustling background. That was it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it, was, uh, I, it was cool. I thought it looked cool. Okay, I mean, it's a cool show. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love the scene. I thought it was great that they put it in there, and they're kind of juxtapositioning the mind game that they're playing while they're dueling and Obi-Wan's teaching him a lesson and then years later after transformation both of them have gone through pretty drastic transformations they're playing the same mind game I thought that was pretty cool yeah I mean I I wouldn't say that I necessarily loved the scene but I think it's just a testament to the show (laughs) that that, that I actually relatively speaking I was like oh there's something yeah, it was it kind of moistened your lips a little. You know what I mean? It was it was it was something. It was something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I will say, episode one, two, three, four. Once episode four ended, I was kind of in low key depression about the show. I was kind of like, this is what we're getting. It's just gonna be this kind of grimy, off world, nothing to do with Obi Wan or really Luke for that matter. And I mean, of course, Obi Wan's featured, but like, 
they just sidetrack him so much and i was just kind of like i kind of just like lost my excitement by the end of episode four i was kind of like a little disconnected but once episode five started they did the flashback and then we get into that rebel battle and then we get into the reva plot uh, reva plot twist oh, god i'm so fucking stupid um then it got more interesting so i think things started picking up in five for me a little bit i liked episode one a decent amount two three four i was kind of like and then five i was kind of getting back on the wagon yeah, uh, I don't know. I I still I still kind of felt like I is that the one with the caves where they were in the caves and yeah and and then they had the wall shut and then Obi Wan and uh, Reva were talking and he's like you're not like you're not with him you're hunting him and like you kind of saw her plot twist and they tied in her you know they revealed that she was one of the younglings in the Jedi okay. temple okay, when so Anakin that... was, was fighting, killing the kids. Yeah. That, that, uh, so it was basically like another on, on paper. I liked it. I like the idea of someone she was playing that was the long, traumatized. Inc- she was playing the long game. Right. Uh, I like the idea of someone pl- of that's, that was traumatized you know, from, from Order sixty six, from Anakin. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did that did that make the character more palatable for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it did. Still, not a great character. I'm not gonna. I can't defend the character as being good, or I I, I don't think the character had much business being in this show as much as they were. Like, I know, there were a lot of Inquisitors. But I don't know. I, I kind of get it as like a symbol of Anakin's worst, the worst thing he's ever done, you know? Um, it's hard. It's, it, but yeah, it's still not a great character. I can't defend the character. I think if, if this character wasn't in the show, I would have been just fine. Yeah. Um... I hate to say it. Nothing against the actress or anything. I know she's... It's hard for me to say that because she's getting a lot of hate online from like bigots and racists and stuff. It's not that. It's just, it's just not a great written character. That's all. I agree. Um, was not was not doing it for me. Um, it's just too deep, two dimensional. I just didn't. There's I just, nothing... I just, it was two dimensional. I think that's that's what it was. And, um, well. It's not it's not entirely true i mean i kind of well, the third in, in dimension the, if there is a third dimension it was revealed in episode five yes which i which i did i did it was it got a genuine like oh shit she's hunting vader that's kind of cool like somebody has enough moxie to like think that they can take down vader and like the plan's actually not half bad like have obi-wan distract and then stab him in the back kind of thing i mean the way it unfolded was kind of lame, but um, kind of made me more interested in her motives. Yeah, she, not 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 totally. It definitely it definitely made more sense. I think what my 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 quickness to judge like oh this is a stupid character. Mm-hmm. Um, give it time to breathe, Adam. Give, yeah, give it time to sort of unfold and sort of like reveal what the arc is. Yeah. Um, but it still was just like 
it just didn't it just didn't feel effective right plus uh, it's a yet another character that had a pretty integral role and then was never seen again you know until the next yeah. comic or book or show comes out like it's another fabricated character and i guess you could argue that that's basically what ahsoka was and they figured that out and over time ahsoka has become a fan favorite like by a long shot it's one of the most popular star wars characters ever um so i mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm totally i'm totally fine with it being like a sort of a, a you know there had to be characters in the show that we may never see again i mean that's right. that's the nature of this of this sort of spinoff well reva uh, definitely had a lot of historical connections you know being a youngling in the temple turned into an inquisitor from vader tried to kill vader got away with it and then left the life like got out of the inquisitor life so i mean that's i mean the arc is kind of cool on paper i just think there was just something about how it all went down and it was at the expense of fleshing out the obi-wan stuff in a show called obi-wan kenobi so it was kind of tough right it's kind of like those episodes in boba fett that were about the mandalorian like i like the mandalorian but keep them the fuck out of the show you know like don't focus on them for two yeah. episodes it's just like yeah. okay reva's a cool character but maybe have a show that focuses on the inquisitors or something don't flesh out don't create flesh out and have this whole emotional arc of a character that's just totally out like who the fuck is this person like we don't even have enough time to care about any character it's only six episodes you know like like focus on obi-wan and if you must throw in leia i uh, that's a quick get because there's a history there and then obviously anakin um but personally for my money i would have liked to focus more on the inner turmoil of obi-wan and the relationship with him and um, Anakin, do more flashbacks, do more weird nightmare scenes, do more contemplative like Vader's castle scenes. Have them connect, kind of like Ray and Kylo Ren did. You know, like have some of that kind of stuff going on. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I um, I'm with you. I... They, they could have solely focused on Obi-Wan and Anakin and just gave them like as much screen time as possible and the show would have been all the better for it. But they had to go on all these weird side adventures to new planets. And don't get me wrong, I like visiting these new places and seeing it, except for Flea. But uh, it's just like, I don't know, just focus, you know? The, the show lacked focus. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And... By episode six, which I just watched today, hours ago, uh, mere hours ago. Yeah. Um. What what happens in episode six again? They 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 fight again. Okay, now this is where I'm gonna like contradict myself. Okay. Everything I've said for the past forty minutes. I really really enjoyed episode six. Okay. I thought it was, it had most of the elements that I was looking for from the beginning that were just not there, but it it definitely felt like actually pretty important Star Wars-y stuff going on. Like it's pretty integral to these characters and their motivations and their relationship and stuff. I think 
the Obi-Wan and Anakin obviously being highlighted helped a lot. Being on Tatooine, finally seeing Luke speak a line and getting Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru like actually defending Luke without the help of Obi-Wan. And then obviously we had some Sith and Jedi cameos uh, towards the end. But, um, and then, yeah, the second, the actual big battle between Vader and Obi-Wan, which I thought was pretty, pretty effective. I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, this episode, we can kind of, we can kind of rewind and go back to the beginning of the episode. But it, it to me, it kind of had everything... I kind of wanted out of this series not everything a lot of things it was definitely the track they should have been on all along but instead it was just confined to this one six or 50 minute like segment you know mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i thought it was i thought it was cool it just felt like a little too little too late for me it was and it was rushed yeah like we could have stretched out a lot of this stuff that went on over over and a just few threw, episodes it's threw another fight in there and it was like I feel like, why did they, so they fought just like multiple times since, okay, I mean. Twice now. I get, they, they could fought fight twice more for now. We know. I guess so. They've just been fighting over the years. There's still 10 years. Still 10 years of rematches. Yeah, because all he says um, in A New Hope is like, when you left me, blah, 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 blah. It's like, we don't know. It, he never said when you left me 10 years ago. It could have been a day before A New Hope. Right, right. When you when we last when we last dueled a week ago. Yeah, like, we've been battling for 20 years, but the last time. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm, I've this, been very negative for an hour, but this episode was pretty fucking cool to me. Did... Doesn't it seem kind of weird though, him Obi Wan meeting Luke? Aren't isn't isn't he supposed to be like a stranger to him? Well, see, as a viewer, even with Leia to an extent, like tell me tell me what you did when you were ten in great detail. Like a you know, there's like obviously if it's a big event, you kind of remember some things, but you gotta remember Luke and Leia are just nine or ten years old at this point so they're not gonna have like really great memories of this guy they met one day or at least Luke met him just that one day and then heard stories from Uncle Owen Leia is a different story because they went on a whole fucking adventure together I I, it still just feels like they could have just had him not meet and it would have been fine well, he had to give him the T-16 Skyhopper toy. He could have just given it to Owen. Give, make sure, you know, I, I don't want you uh, seeing him, but... He did that already, and Owen rejected it. He could have done it again. Will you please give it to him? Okay. Please, for, for God's sake, <laughs> Owen, give him the fucking toy. What's it going to hurt? It's give a the toy. Sc- Shut up and give him the Skyhopper. <laughs> just give him the fucking Skyhopper, Owen, you crusty old crab. All right, all right, all right. But you can't say hi to him. Yeah. I think Obi-Wan killed Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Think about it. He was mad about the T-16 Skyhopper. Yeah, there's a scene they cut from Star Wars where he went there and just flayed him. Oh, shit. That explains a lot. And then he's just like, goodbye there. Right. And then drops the mic, except it's a lightsaber, and then that's that's that. And then he's like, "The stormtroopers did it." 
think about it. It's totally out of character for stormtroopers. When have stormtroopers burnt innocent civilians alive ever? They just shoot poorly um, at people in hallways. They don't the burn. The flame trooper. They don't burn. There's a flame trooper. Yeah, but they don't just go burn civilians. Those stormtroopers were nasty. Apparently, they were like, nasty ones. Off screen, they're horrible, but on screen, they're just kind of tripping over the place and bumping into each other and sh- shooting all over the place. It's like stormtroopers just have a never crop been intimidating. Them. They've never been scary. Like if I saw some stormtroopers in that universe, I'd be like, "You guys suck. You guys need more training." Some nasty troopers. Nasty troopers. Okay, nasty. so you, so. We actually spent episode, more time episode. on tattoo, tattooing, and then the fight. I thought the fight was pretty, pretty fucking cool, dude. Like, I get it; it didn't have a lot the of rock substance. Fight. Yeah, but when, like, Obi Wan's just been this frail kind of thing, and we got to see kind of a shadow of his former self, like a little bit, you know? Like he kind of toughened up and and started. They started really going at it again, and that scene where he's like picking up the rocks and hurdling them at him—that was so fucking cool, dude. That was that was some good Obi Wan moment. Some good moment. That was some good Obi Wan moment. That's my review for this show. <laughs> the rocks. <laughs> just the. Ro- throwing, I just like the he rocks. Was, he was throwing all the rocks. Well, it's kind of like what Ray did, and I don't know. There's just some kind of like baggage to it. It's just. It was just cool. It was the the fight sa- the the fight saber the lightsaber stuff was pretty cool. <laughs> like <laughs> fight saber. <laughs> basically what it is but uh the dueling was cool he once again showed vader that he was top dog and he fucked him up and blasted his chest piece off and slashed his face off and i thought it was cool when um you could hear hayden christensen's voice again juxta and then it was going off and on between hayden and james earl jones's re-speecher re-speecher um, yeah ai a re-speecher ai like give the guy some pay the guy let him talk um, he did he did sound quite because i remember in rogue one when we i think that was just james earl jones right. doing that yeah and it sounded a, it sounded a little bit funky because he's like really old because he's old and understandably he's he can only do so much but the reese preacher sounded quite good technology man this is the future of cinema we're just gonna there's gonna be a point where famous actors just stop we're not gonna have new famous actors it's gonna be really rare to have a new star because we're just gonna have harrison ford and tom hanks and meryl streep in everything but they're all computer animated but they look so real and they can just mimic their performances based off their filmography and then there's just no point you just it'll be cheaper to just re-speech and re-shoot these CG monstrosities, and then Andy Serkis will just make a billion dollars. The future of cinema. I'm going to play Meryl Streep. Future of cinema. This is a hint. Like I think this technology that Disney Plus and Lucasfilm is pushing forward is kind of cool, but also kind of scary, because it's like a sign of the end times of cinema as we know it. It'll be, you know, think about Disney animation. 
that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't even happen. We just get these churned out bullshit CGI monstrosities over and over and over. You go on Disney Plus and watch like an old school Disney movie. It's so awesome and beautiful and well thought through and every frame has like love poured into it and now it's just like Buzz Lightyear just shoving his gun up an alien's bunghole in CGI and you're just like okay cool looks good uh, wait is that is that what happens in Lightyear I don't know I don't know I'm just being salty give Lightyear some love it might be a cool movie. Actually, it looks kind of cool. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> I'm going to give the house a mouse my money. <laughs> so, so look. So, <laughs> Such a hypocrite. I, I can complain all I want, but I'm first in line to watch everything and stream everything. And I'm just, I'm Disney's bitch. Let me be clear. So, would you say you loved Obi-Wan Kenobi? The person or the show? The show. No, I wouldn't say that. But would you say that in the end, you were not mad? I wouldn't say that either. I think I think this is like, I'm on my tour of like understanding. So, I loved the prequel movies, and when they came out, they were events. I loved going to the midnight showings. I watched them. I ate them up. I bought the toys. I had a good time. But most people, after it sat for a while, said, like, you know, they just could have, they should have just done Revenge of the Sith, and that was it. Like, we didn't need Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Like, we just really wanted that last piece. And I think this, this, you know, the same could be said about episode six of this show. Like, we could have almost just got that one episode. If you mixed episode one and episode six together and just made it like a mini movie i think that would have been way more effective you know we could have had the inquisitors would have just been like jedi hunters and kind of cool like new star wars fodder to look at and make toys off of could have had the obi-wan and kind of uncle owen dynamic which is really cool we could have visited alderaan which i think was really great seeing a live action alderaan seeing jimmy smith's back as bail organa was really cool and then we could have just gone straight to end episode one with the revelation that vader is anakin and then go into episode six really quick because i think episode two three four and five is just kind of filler i don't think it's that interesting none of the characters that are introduced or fleshed out is interesting that action was okay throw that maybe pluck out that flashback from episode five and throw that in there somewhere and you could have had just a really solid two hour maybe a star wars story kind of movie going on yeah i worry i worry that the the format i mean you know it's not necessarily it's not it's not to say that we won't still be getting them i mean we will but the the two hour sort of like format right. is sort of going away um, i think it's almost and we're gonna get these as good as gone like yeah i think we'll get a few more here and there like taika waititi is gonna do some like far out like movie and whatever happened to the wonder woman director movie i don't know wonder woman 2 sucked so much i think they started second guessing it though they though they're giving her a wonder woman 3 wonder woman 2 was so bad yeah it was oh my god 
and you and I both agree the first Wonder Woman is a pretty pretty cool movie. Like we we enjoyed it. We could say that like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I would say it's probably top three DCU movies. I I think it's really solid. Like you know maybe not counting like Batman stuff, but you know DCEU, you know that kind of stuff. This is Snyderverse stuff, but um, two sucked, dude. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Anyway, so yeah, my take is I really enjoyed episode one and six, and then everything in the middle was um, very mediocre. Uh, that's that's an. I have tr- I have trouble breaking it down that cleanly. For me, it was just a, an, an an overall sort of sort of disappointed vibe. Yeah, um, it was it wasn't what I expected. But um, there were there were a couple things in there that were kind of that were kind of cool uh, right. here and there. But overall, it's not it's not amongst my favorite Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Obi Wan is my favorite Star Wars character, like mainstay character. You know, I like alien designs and stuff. Arguably, like Akbar and stuff, I think are cooler looking. But Obi Wan's like the coolest character, you know. Yeah, and they didn't, they didn't. I, I feel like they didn't give give him a whole lot of, to chew on in terms of, in terms of an, an arc. Right. You know, I mean, right. he he was there being being Ewan McGregor and being cool. It's good that we, it's cool that he's, he's stuck around for it. Yeah. It's cool that he signed up for it as a kind of a treat for fans, you know, to see him, you know, prequel era folks getting back on the horse or the flounce set or whatever that thing is. He hops on, but it was like to Klaatu. What are those things called? Kadu. 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 That was a, Gwygon rode one of those in A New Hope or A New Hope uh, Phantom Menace <laughs> yes he did and then how about that Gwygon yeah I think the last thing we should talk about is we got a little Palpatine peak which I thought was cool and a little Qui-Gon peak which I thought was cool um, I enjoyed both of those I'm a sucker for just shameless fan service yeah it was I mean at this Qui-Gon's, point, Qui Gon's one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. He's he's in there. He's he's way up there. I love him. the re, The Rebel Jedi. He's such a cool character to me. Yeah, for me, those were standout moments because the rest of it was just so unnotable. So you like the um, flashback, and you like the Palpatine and Qui Gon nods. I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like the fan service stuff. I did. I like the fan service stuff because it's something. It's at least right. like, oh, cool. Right. Oh, there's, oh, there's a piece that I wanted to see. I mean, I agree 100. Um, percent I loved. I'm. I don't care. That stuff doesn't bother me. It was short. It was just kind of. I mean, I would have. I would have. I would have tolerated a lot more Guaygon if he would have showed up from the beginning. I would have been down. But part of me thinks they set up a potential. That's a potential opening. He's going into his next phase of hermithood. And he's got some training to do. He still needs to learn how to become a force ghost, you know? So I think that's interesting. And he's going to do that with Yoda. And I think, you know, because Qui-Gon teaches Yoda. And uh, he was the one that discovered how to ascend into a Jedi spirit like that. So there is a story to be told there. Qui-Gon is the one? Yeah, he's the one that figured it out. 
I didn't know that. Oh, did you know? Yeah, that wasn't a thing. Don't you notice why there aren't just like spirit Jedi's all over the place? It starts with Qui Gon, and then that's the that's the beginning. And then, you know, what I thought would be a cool show, which they could still do if they did a season two, I think it would be very cool to have um, Obi Wan and Anakin kind of connect, kind of like Rey and Kylo did, and kind of have like a, a mental showdown where, because you know, Vader learns how to do that somehow like they they never really explain how vader knows how to do that unless it's a because it's not a sith trick you know it's a jedi thing mm-hmm. so he you know qui-gon learned how to do it so part of me thinks there's like some of that redemption arc that vader has the seed of it is maybe obi-wan or qui-gon teaching anakin like in secret how to do that you know I think it would be interesting, especially if it was Qui-Gon, because he's the one that found the boy and believed in Anakin more than anybody. So it would be interesting if there was, like, if if Qui-Gon visited Vader and taught him how to do that because he still believes there's hope, you know? That would be cool. Interesting. Um, could, could, would change everything, but, you know, I think at that at this point, that's the only way to really... But they have to give it. Yeah, but you have to like. There has to be more to this redemption because, like, when the original trilogy came out, you don't really know. You don't know that Vader is a child-killing wife choker. You know, you just think he's someone that like got defeated and turned into a half man, half robot kind of thing. His redemption in Return of the Jedi is very hard to swallow when you know what he's done in the past it's kind of you know it's like can you forgive someone that slayed children like that was bad (laughs) that was not good so it's kind of like that redemption does like he he reveals himself at the end of return of the jedi and now i'm just like oh look at this asshole showing his face (laughs) like (laughs) it's not really like i don't know it kind of part of the prequel trilogy took that kind of away by revealing the really gnarly shit he did the the depths that he sank yeah he, he, he went deep so in a way it was kind of cool to see them kind of at least emotionally disconnect from each other Palpatine's telling Vader like your next challenge is to just let this shit go you know which explains why he's not hunting him relentlessly for 10 more years and then Obi-Wan got the closure he wanted by beating his ass one more time and then just walking away right so i mean in that respect it's kind of okay but part of me thinks that this show may have caused more plot holes than did good for the universe it might have made things a little more confusing yeah i would say i would say that's true yeah so part of me thinks it's um, like, do you do you touch it? Do you touch the hot stove or do you leave it alone? But they touched it. Well, that's, I mean, but that's, that's, that's what was at risk with the series is you're going to, especially if you're going to make the universe small, you're going to have Leia in there. You're going to have Luke in there. You're going to have all of these, these elements. And it's like, okay, you're, you're going to change. You're going to, it's going to change the dynamics. It's going to change what we know of things, but right. if you got to do it, I just wish, you know, I think I think that's why the Mandalorian is cool because we really get to sort of push and explore different facets of the universe. 
with new characters and you know you, you don't you don't know where it's going they did throw um, Boba Fett in the mix in that one Boba Fett in the mix well yeah I mean they still rely on the fan service a little bit of on the Mandalorian yeah yeah Boba, yeah they Boba they, Fett yeah little it, Grogu's it, it, basically Yoda I don't know they, but yeah they make it their own they make it their own for sure um so I don't know. I I'm I'm not I'm not upset because I at this point I feel like I I don't necessarily I don't necessarily hope for anything that's going to blow me away. In the um, Star Wars universe? In the, the Star Wars universe. Man, you don't think he can do it? I think he could. But I'm I'm I've been so disappointed with so many Star Wars things, re, you know, in recent years, that I just um, right. It doesn't really it doesn't sting as bad maybe as it as it once did or once could have. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. You're desensitized, is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. That's what they You're call. You're numb. It. I'm numb. Yeah, just bring it. Just show me whatever you got now. Just. Keep it coming. You know what I've done is there my Star Wars therapy. Hmm. So I've actually taken it upon myself to start with the Thrawn trilogy, the novel trilogy, which takes place, you know, a good amount of time after Return of the Jedi, but like enough to be like a true sequel. Um, and I've just been reading the Legends books, dude, and pretending none of the new stuff happened. Is that helping? totally these books are great i've been i've read quite a few of them already you know there's an obi-wan book there's a great you know the adaptation of revenge of the sith that leads into the dark lord book with vader like they really do it right in book form it's really great you really get in their heads um even the obi-wan book you know it's pretty it's pretty much all tatooine adventures and stuff like um but then just like luke leia han like their adventures continue almost to infinity in the books you know um and they're great they're cool adventures they're really they they definitely as the years went on some of the books started to contradict each other but i kind of mapped out um i mapped out some key reading like i'll skip a ton of the books like i'm not reading any of the x-wing books even though i hear they're really good i'm just kind of doing following the core characters and it's been really nice because it's just it's pretty cool that sounds therapeutic. Yeah, it, it really has been. Especially if if nothing else, just read the Thrawn trilogy. You know, like um, that'll do. That'll be a nice, like, oh yeah, that's how it should have been. Kind of vibes, you know. Right. So, I did like. I did like the. Was it in the Fortress Inquisitorius? The the uh, frozen, or or. Stasis encased or in what? Yeah, encased in amber or whatever they were. Yeah, that was I like thought... some Jedi's. They were like keeping them. They never went further with that. That was just kind of like a peek into their madness. Yep, they always do that. They always peek. They always give us these little peeks into the sort of the the alchemical, dark mm-hmm. arts. You know, like cloning whatever they're up to, and they never yeah. give it to us. I think that was tied into Palpatine's cloning, like with Snoke, leading to Snoke and stuff like that. Totally. And I want that. I want to see it. I want, just give it to us finally. 
Well, they keep picking at it. They're they're alluding to it. They did it in Mandalorian and now in Obi Wan. So there's two, two little, little teases, I guess. Little, little te- yeah, I guess. But it's just like just confirm it already. Yeah. Yeah. So Grogu. ultimately, Grogu is part of that. Yeah, they're going to kill Grogu, and that's going to be the final straw that revives the Emperor. There we go. Yeah. I'm just kidding. They'll probably put him in stasis, and then there'll be a Grogu show. Grogu Popsicle? Sure. I don't know. Well, Grogu Popsicle. That's a good place as any to leave it. I think... uh, at the end of the day, I think we're on the same page. Might have enjoyed episode one and six slightly more than you, but not by much. I think we're pretty much on the same page with the overall Obi-Wan vibes. Yeah, just what it wasn't wasn't exactly thrilling. Yeah, I uh, am going to rewatch it like binge style because, you know, one a week was tough. But uh, I think I'll give it a few months or something and then I'll, I'm going to just plow through one two three four five six and see if it's any better word because it's it's rewatchable it's to me and it's only six episodes so it's totally doable so i'll just revisit it later once my brain can just calm down for sure for sure well it's didn't didn't hurt too much uh a little could have been worse could have been better um, that's about how I felt about it. That's Disney Star Wars for you. Guess so, huh? This is where we're at. Yep. This is where we're at. Would you rather have nothing is the question. I don't know sometimes. I don't know sometimes either. I don't know if the, the imagination and the what's what's in my head is... I mean, there's always that conundrum. It's true, yeah. The old stuff's always there. It's not, you know, we can still revisit it. Dust off those VHS tapes. You can watch the originals all you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a $20 investment. You can you can get those VHSs pretty easily and plug in the VHS. Um, go to town and have fun. Well, that's about all I got for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Old Ben. We'll see if he gets another another hoedown. I bet he'll get another limited series. I bet you in like I bet you they'll give it like two or three years, and then they'll revisit him. Uh, on, just do like a Tatooine show. Like I don't Qui-Gon. know. Um, you think that's it? I think that's it. They're gonna tease Qui Gon and have him go on his new spiritual adventure, and we're not gonna see any of it. It would be it would be cool if they did it and it, it had nothing to do with Luke or Leia, oh, and it was totally. its own. That uh, that I would be interested in. I think it should just be Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Yoda. Period. Just learning how to become Force ghosts, and that's like the whole crux of the show. Yeah, but that's that's hard to sustain. Would make you need, me, you need, I would make a stain if they made that show. A stain? Yeah. A blood stain? I don't know. I was 
sure. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, blood stain. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get out of here before we get in trouble, before the authorities get called. <laughs> All right. All right, All right, Jason Fury. All right, Adam Roth. Till next time. Goodbye there. <laughs> Goodbye there.